Hi all, you are listening to TK, RV Empath, and this is the podcast RVE for the HSP. Welcome. It is November 11th, 2020. That is 1111 peeps for people who are out there into numbers and numerology. I am only slightly familiar with it, but from what I can tell, it's pretty cool. And, um... And I definitely think that there is extra energy that can be um, used in a productive, healing, transformative way today, mainly because of the square. There's a square going on today. You probably hear a plane in the background. (laughs) We'll let it go because I don't feel like starting over. (laughs) At any rate... um, that is the symbolism <laughs> of going places and uh, letting ourselves fly. Now, that square, what is that again? It's, um, <laughs> it's between, oh, it's a conjunction I'm remembering. I believe it's between Jupiter and Pluto. Wow. Maybe that's why I'm feeling how I'm feeling. So, so far since I've started recording this podcast, it has been a little weird. (laughs) My opening was slightly different. Uh, We got buzzed by a plane. And I want to tell you, I have had a bit of a difficult morning. And uh, it started yesterday. I had a headache. And my headache increased. And then today, this morning, I woke up where it's so bad, it's just kind of like throbbing. And it's even hard to move and talk. So it's really close to a migraine. It practically is. It really could be called a migraine, I think. There's only one like level worse than where I was at, <laughs> as far as I know. That's where you're completely incapacitated. Um, I at least could move a little bit and kind of like communicate somewhat Um, I'm feeling better and I actually watched a few videos and I came to terms with different emotional issues that I'm going through and I had a heart-to-heart talk with my husband about some a serious topic of that has to do with me my own evolving into moving forward you know into my best life so I'm sure we're all dealing with different versions of that but I want to encourage you have the talks that are pulling on you on the inside because we're at a point now where it very well is likely to um, start making us sick in ways that we can see, feel, touch, etc. Up till now, possibly it was holding us back and restricting us and making us sick in ways to which we weren't aware, if that's even proper English. But anyway, uh, but now we might be reaching a point where we are aware of it because we physically feel, feel ill. <laughs> and... Um, So the good news 
is that there is a way out. There is always a way to feel better. There's always a way to shift things. And it does take effort on our parts, but it's well worth it. So again, I want to encourage us all to take the time to do what we need to do to reach a place of being calm and balanced within for however long, you know, in whatever way, (laughs) it's a good thing. And we're talking healthy, healthy ways of being calm and balanced, whether it's listening to music, doing energy work, going out in nature, um, some sort of new hobby or interest. Uh, Yeah. Okay, so what else do I want to say? Hmm. You know, it's tough and we may feel like crap, but there's a way out of it, peeps. And there's a way through it. And there is another, uh, the other side to it. So that's all good. Um, I thought there was something about, I guess not. Maybe I'll just move on. Oh, I did want to talk again about, I think right now it's really important as we move forward to bring the topic of um, paranoia to the forefront of what needs to be discussed like as a society. Paranoia and um, the way we can misunderstand and misjudge things and circumstances and people because it's becoming more and more obvious to me that we don't see things as they are we see things as we are so if we're scared fearful suspicious what have you the situation that we look at will actually conform to how we feel so you can have the same exact person situation thing that's happening and you have different people looking at it and they will come to like different conclusions and that's something I've always been super aware of. And it kind of, this is something that kind of pisses me off because my husband and I were full-time RVers and we traveled around quite a bit and now we were lucky enough to be able to purchase a piece of land. So we're going to be, you know, building out a property, which is, which is a dream. I mean, it's a, it's a wonderful blessing. So we can have the best of both worlds. We can travel and we have a spot to put down roots and um, and a home in that way. Although I come from the perspective of developing the sense of where wherever you are, that's home. Like certainly um, as a full-time RVer, wherever we part, I mean, that was home, you know? And it's really, I think it's kind of important to Um, to develop that uh, well-being and sense of security within oneself to be rooted to have a sense of like being rooted wherever you are I think is important but uh, at any rate why was I talking about that oh in our travels we have spent um, some time in RV parks and 
There are uh, different experiences that I've had in RV parks, but by and large, people, it depends, of course, but people tend to keep to themselves. And I'm always aware of how my husband and I might come across to people who don't know us. Um, because we are night owls. Uh, Chris is a musician. He's a music composer. And he works his studio. He works largely, um, you know, over and uh, through the computer and uses software and uh, keyboards and things. So, um, but we do tend to keep late hours and um, and then Chris also looks up all sorts of things on the computer that like, because he has a an inquiring mind. So he likes to look up things on Google Earth and he likes to read about like, you know, weird subjects. He's probably not alone in that. I mean, that's probably something that a lot of guys do. You know, they research um, mechanical things and I don't know, hi- his- histories of wars and... Um, who knows what uh, airplane crashes. I don't know. I don't think Chris is the only one who has sort of like this um, uh, this fascination with kind of like that type of stuff. He also researches um, uplifting and positive things too, just so you know. Um, all kinds of music and uh, different interesting people and what have you. Anyway, the point is... If any nosy nebby were to look through the window and see, you know, some uh, uh, Google Earth, um, people could draw all sorts of conclusions. And I got really paranoid once, too, when he was he was looking up. Um, it was just door handles to fix the, the screen door. And they were all arranged. He was on Amazon. They were arranged on the screen and they looked like handguns. And that freaked me out. I'm like, if anyone looks through the window and sees this, they're going to think all kinds of things. And that is what pisses me off. The fact that I have to, like, sort of monitor um, how we appear to others so that they don't think that we're, you know, drug addicts or um, freaking who knows what kind of goofballs. Negative. I mean, oh, my gosh. Um you know, it's it just it bums me out to even have to say stuff like this. But my husband and I, we don't have children. And I remember once some years back, we were visiting a friend of his in Germany. And, um, and his wife out and out said, married couples who don't have children are weird. Like she said that. <laughs> so there's that perception out there. And um, everyone is all like fucking you know, uh, just revved up and riled up in all sorts of ways having to do with, you know, ugh, sex trafficking, child sex trafficking, bleh, I mean, it's horrible. It's just an awful, awful thing. And But what I'm trying to say is instantly we get thrown into like this um, suspicious, you know, s- circle of... Uh, suspects I guess is the word just because we don't have kids um, so it's just aggravating it's aggravating to me 
but I'm a Libra rising, so I can also see the other side of it. Um, uh, you know, I can see people going, well, you know, you didn't have kids. You, are, you aren't following the, uh, the strict kind of social model. And so you, you know, chose to take this path and so be it. So you put up with a little, you know, suspicion Oh, well, <laughs> buck up <laughs> kind of thing. So, I mean, I also get that. <laughs> just so you know, my husband and I, we did consider having kids. I mean, we did try for a little bit too. It just, um, as they say, wasn't in the cards for us. That's a reminder, the, the guidance card portion of the podcast is coming up soon. And I think that's a prompt for me to kind of move on because I am sort of getting into babble territory. Um, and now that I've gone through breast cancer I'm also quite up in years but I'm I'm now on a, a medication where that has put me in menopause so I am past my point of uh, being able to conceive and um, bring a, a pregnancy to term so but I always think, you know, if that, if that part, like chapter of my life, our lives, if it's uh, meant to happen, then it will, because there's always other ways to um, get that energy, you know, fulfilled, whether it's working, um, you know, it's connecting more with the community, the community's parents and their kids um, doing a, a, some sort of like online story time or, um, uh, you know, taking classes and getting recertified in terms of uh, child first aid and, and um, being like a babysitter or a nanny. You know, you can, there are all sorts of options to fill that kind of mother energy. There's fostering too. So, um, you know, there's also adopting. So all I'm saying is that just because we don't have a child in our lives right now, doesn't mean it wouldn't happen in the future. My husband and I, though, we're kind of interesting types. I mean, we are big, like Peter Pan types. <laughs> we're both Generation X, and uh, we grew up with, with uh, video games and um, 80s music and art and creativity. So we're both kind of like big kids. <laughs> so it's very interesting. It's no wonder that we don't have, you know, kids because we are still kids, and, we're, and we like it we're loving it. I mean, we, we, we like our lives being, uh, creative artist types and, and, um, uh, and living our lives according to how we, you know, want to, want to live them for the most part. So anyway, bop, bop, bop. what is my point? I don't know where to go with that, but just I think it's important to be aware that 
there is that very real thing out there now where people misunderstand, misread, miscommunicate. Um, they project like paranoid and paranoia onto innocent situations and people and things. And so things get like warped and twisted just simply because of the origin of like where it's coming from. So that is something I think that really needs to be addressed at some point. People, I think it's important that people question, uh, be able to question like what it is they're seeing or what conclusions they're coming to and why. And just sort of maybe, you know, yeah, I'm not sure. This is something to talk about more in future podcasts. I'm not sure what the answer is. There was a time, um, you know, I was like, there were just different things happening where all together they added up where it was just a, a really kind of like weird perception that people could have of us in the RV park. And I was telling my husband this, I said, look, I'd, you know, be mindful of that people might think this and people might think that. And I said, and I wouldn't blame them. That's the thing. I was like, I would not blame them if they thought we were like drug running, (laughs) freaking, you know, oh gosh, it's just so I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I think I will move on. But yeah, you know, because um, because you take different qualities of our lives, like we stay up late, and immediately people don't think, oh, well, they're artists, and like, uh, you know, the dude's a uh, music composer working late, immediately people think, oh, they're up late because they're up to no good. That right there, that example alone. Um, So I am going to move on. I don't know what the answer is. Right now, I've been adapting us to, you know, make us to be considerate of how others might perceive, you know, us or... um, And like I said, sometimes that really pisses me off. Sometimes it's, it's a little necessary, though. So I guess what I'm trying to say, and then I'll move on, as we move through the world as highly sensitives, right? I think it's really important that we develop that other sense of, oh, this might be how I'm being perceived right now which is of the negative. So whatever we're doing, whatever situation we're in, how we're living, just sort of develop that sense of how you might be coming across to people who don't know you very well or strangers, neighbors, that kind of stuff. And once you develop that sense, then we as individuals can make choices as to how we want to you know, go from there. If we want to change anything um, in our behavior or whatever, or address it with, if you think there might be a miscommunication happening, maybe like address it, 
with the people or person. Um, but, but it's at that point that we can choose which way to go forward with that. So that, that it's an important thing for us to be able to do, to be able to like kind of see ourselves from the outside. How are we communicating? How are we coming across? How are we living our lives, you know? Um, and just know that it can be, it can be misconstrued. It can be miscommunicated. I mean, even the best of circumstances can get twisted depending on who is doing the looking and who is doing the seeing and who is doing the jumping to, uh, you know, whatever conclusion. So I don't know what the answer is. There, there is no answer today, peeps, <laughs> with this, certainly. But it's something to ponder. And it's something to revisit as we uh, move forward. Okay. Now, the astrology for today. <laughs> there is an inconjunct between Venus and Neptune retrograde. No biggie. A little, you know, frustrating. Um, the big thing is Jupiter conjunct Pluto. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that made a noise. Oh, another thing I forgot to mention is I'm in a new space recording this podcast. I am in a new work area for myself. So I don't know how it's going to come across in terms of the audio in terms of like echoes because I'm in a much larger uh, space right now. So you might be hearing weird sounds. You might be hearing airplanes. <laughs> that's why I'm in a, a, a new um, space right now. That's not, it's not um, from here on out. Tomorrow I'll probably record the podcast from um, where I usually record it, which is my bed. <laughs> so, okay. Anyway, back to it. Jupiter is, they're both in Capricorn. Hard work, peeps. Overcoming obstacles, repression. Um, it's the grind. Pluto is our shadow side stuff. Now, because of that big headache and what I went through earlier, I had a tough conversation that has to do with me grappling with issues within myself. Do it. That is happening with you, I'm sure, on some level. Jupiter is the good luck planet, the great benefic, also an expander. So focus on healing. Focus on transforming how can you rise up from the ashes of what has gone on before? Focus on ending what is no longer working and starting a new fresh beginning. And that does not mean necessarily ending like relationships. It's an individual thing. Some people jump to the assumption that means like, you know, ending a relationship. No, it means it could be ending a behavior within oneself. It could mean ending an addiction it could mean ending a, a codependent tendency within relationships. Um, 
So that is something that we all need to figure out for ourselves. But it doesn't mean necessarily, you know, breaking up with uh, your significant other and moving to a new place or whatever. It could, but it could mean something much um, less, you know, towerish than that. It could be us challenging ourselves to do something new because that's a beginning that's part there might not necessarily have to be an ending other than ending the stagnant kind of phase that we're in where we haven't been moving forward with something new so remember mars is going direct in a couple of days and oh my gosh you know i was mistaken jupiter is conjunct pluto tomorrow that's happening tomorrow, but we're feeling it now. So it's probably good that I'm, I was talking about it as if it was happening today. Today, there's the inconjunct between Venus and Neptune retrograde. That is what is happening today. Um, yeah, again, I'm not really feeling that so much. I think the thing to do is to focus on that whole Jupiter-Pluto conjunction happening tomorrow and Mars going direct in Aries, I believe, um, the day after that. Remember, Mars rules Aries, so it's very strong there. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, also yesterday, I just do want to remind... We recently had Venus opposite Mars retrograde, and we had the Sun trine Neptune retrograde, and we had Mercury moving into Scorpio. So, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's all the same themes. I already, s I think I said all that needs to be said in terms of um, how to handle it, okay? All right, keep on keeping on. You can do it. We all can do it. Absolutely. So, and we have the inner strength to be able to deal with whatever situations we're dealing with. I wouldn't be surprised if the strength card comes out in the guidance card portion of the podcast, which I'm going to now. So, I'm going to now ground and shuffle the cards and energy for the highest good of all, most benevolent outcome for all. I encourage you to clear your mind as I do this. Ooh, I cut the deck. On one side is the Knight of Wands, intensity. On the other side, bottom of the deck, is King of Cups, healing. Intensity, healing. Yep, ramp it up, peeps. Ramp up the healing. Whatever that means for you, whatever you have to heal in your life. All right, so I will be back momentarily. Thank you so much. Ooh, I cut the cards again, and now it's Knight of Wands intensity and Six of Wands success. <laughs> so if we ramp up the healing, there's success.
And now <laughs> I cut the cards for the third shuffle. On the left side, the bottom of the deck is Six of Wands, Success. And the on the, the right side, it is the Hanged Man, New Vision. So success, moving forward with a new vision, enlightenment, new ideas, new ways of thinking and being. It's beautiful. <laughs> wow. So I'm happy with this reading even before we get started. All right. So please um, flip the cards out entirely for peeps guidance as to how to best deal with this Jupiter Pluto conjunction happening tomorrow happening now and will continue to happen because um, you know it's a big thing okay wow so we have the five of pentacles the outsider yeah this is dealing with lack and scarcity. It has to do with financial things most of the time um, because pentacles has to do with money, but it also has to do with health. So it's health, wealth, and well-being. It's home, it's family. And the five of pentacles, the fives are very, very difficult energies and they're difficult to get out of. Out of. This is called the outsider. It features a child who wants to push through a gate to get to this beautiful rainbow-hued healing light. Uh, the, the gate is chained, but what he can't see at this time is the padlock holding the chain isn't locked. It's not closed. So we have the ability to undo the padlock, undo the chains, and push through the gate to the other side. And this is important to keep in mind and in the Rider weight deck it features um, like beggar type figures um, they're wearing ragged patched clothing one is on crutches it's like they're you know one is like a leper they're out in the snow but they're outside of a church and above them is a stained glass window and the symbolism there is that the resources are there uh, to take the action you know um, locate the resources connect with God universal energy God being shorthand for good enter the buildings enter the church um, and then that healing that healing light coming through the stained glass window is there okay the healing light on the other side of this gate is there so many times we keep ourselves trapped in this we keep ourselves behind the gate something to think about the next card underneath that is two of cups friendliness two of cups is a very romantic feeling card but i just see it as connection it's a deep connection it can be friendship it can be partnership but remembering to uh connect being able to connect being able to be friendly oh my gosh wouldn't that be nice to think the best about people sort of like give people a positive benefit of the doubt instead of negative I think right now we're living through a time where you have to actually like prove that you're a decent individual um, now because people will automatically just assume 
that you're a, a piece of crap <laughs> in some way, shape, or form um, until you prove otherwise, which is a shame. That's heartbreaking. Friendliness, friend, like, you know, being open to, um, you know, helping others along their path or, no, or realizing that everyone is like, you know, we're all doing the best we can and um, people for the most part are good. That's also important to remember. Um, and it's like, well, what about the people who are bad? Well, you know, we live as best we can being the healthiest versions of ourselves as we can be. And then those types of people like tend to, um, it's like much easier to, you know, not have them be in our sphere of life. It just naturally because the energies don't match up so um that kind of energy is much easier to avoid to you know identify and avoid but um i'm kind of getting off track <laughs> the point is the friendliness just there used to be this this kind of basic foundation of friendliness towards our you know neighbors um, I, I saw a quote yesterday, which I just adore. It said, um, Jesus taught me to love my neighbor. And Mr. Rogers taught me that everyone is my neighbor. I just got goosebumps. I, I just think I'm going to leave it at that because that quote is just so awesome. All right. Then there's the nine of cups, laziness. Now the nine of cups is wish fulfillment. That's blessings coming in that is really really cool it's a great energy now this card in the osho zen points to how we can sometimes sit in that energy a little too long so maybe if you're like oh what blessings you know what blessings is she talking about because <laughs> i'm not experiencing it well stay open to receive it look for it first of all and then when it does come in be conscious enough to um, kind of, you know, give yourself the little kick in the butt needed to move forward again. Because sometimes we can hang out in this space for too long and then we're not working on the stuff we need to work on or moving forward, that kind of thing. Because after that is the devil card, conditioning. And the devil card, it can be obsessive uh, behaviors, codependent behaviors, um, addictive places within in which we are not living up to uh, the best or the healthiest versions of ourselves. And hey, we're not perfect. We're not going to uh, be the best or healthiest versions of ourselves in any given moment. But the, the key, I think, is to try, you know, to try shifting it somehow, because any kind of positive change is better than where we were. You know what I mean? Everything is imperfectly perfect in life or perfectly imperfect. And it's beautiful. That's just what life is. All right. And then the last card here is mind, which is the page of swords. And this is that mechanical like being with the wood and the gears and the, um, the smokestacks coming out of um, their head and they look agonized. I mean, you can see one eye and the mouth is open, like kind of in a, a scream of pain. 
and there's dirty air coming out of their minds. So again, a reminder, hey, I meditated yesterday. Did you all meditate? A reminder to take a few minutes to clear our minds. And um, that's a really good technique to do because otherwise our minds just run. I mean, the chatter in there is unbelievable. So, okay, what was the first card that I pulled out? Hmm. Oh, well, oh, these all fell out. Okay, these fell out as a chunk. (laughs) That's right. All right, well, this is how we can deal with the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction, deal with the places in which we feel we're left out or that we feel lack and scarcity, and then connect. Two of Cups, remember the connections that we have, look for the blessings, wishes being granted. Um, uh, By wishes, it's just something that, you know, we've wanted in our lives, whatever that is, it can, it looks like it can and will be coming through. And that's largely by the actions that we take and the way that we shift ourselves and we're open to receive. It's that whole energetic thing, peeps, that is fascinating. It is so fascinating. Um, It's a great subject. But yeah, staying open to stuff. It's kind of like a duh, RVE duh moment because of course, if you're not open to stuff, right, then you won't even see it. You won't even like, you're not in any kind of energetic state to move forward to make it happen at all. So it kind of makes sense to me that you have to be open you have to be like a certain way energetically for good stuff to come in because if you're negative and you're just like no 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 blah yuck you know of course stuff isn't going to come in it can't even like you know reach you all right seven of pentacles patience just fell out that's the beautiful pregnant woman who is there's the cycles of the room the moon above her She's holding her belly and there's uh, beautiful flowers, rainbow colors, luxurious fabrics, and she is in contemplation. So it's a reminder of the different ways in which we are growing things in our own lives. The whole death rebirth thing. I mean, rebirth is a metaphor for new things coming to a certain fruition and um, a new way of being in the world. And Seven of Pentacles in the Rider Waite, it features a guy who's there leaning on his garden tool, his hoe, I think, and he's contemplating the crops, the bushes that he's been tending to, and he's sort of waiting for them to grow. So um, it's a time of reevaluation re-evaluation sometimes you know what's working what's not but it's important to stay patient yeah but also continue to move forward Ooh, the moon popped out from the bottom of the deck it's past lives and that is a reminder there's still a bunch of eclipses to go to yet in 2020 you know i kind of get the feeling now that we're nearing the end of 2020 it's going to get a little more intense which uh right? No one wants to hear that. But it might get a little harder before it gets easier, which is like, gosh. But hey, look, 
let's be thankful. <laughs> I feel like that was a little too negative. I was like, Ugh. but no, thank you. <laughs> thank you, God, universal energy. Um, thank you, life. Thank you, um, you know, everything that's supporting me and healing and being the best me I can be, right? I mean, sure, it's hard, but let's keep it in perspective. I'm better than where I was at, for sure. That reminds me, look up uh, Free Yourself from Fear, the Fear Rocks and how they can help. I think it's nine ninety nine, if I'm not mistaken, on Amazon, downloadable. That experience really, really helped me get through um, healing and dealing with fears. It's one of the things. It was a major thing that helped me, contributed to my personal healing, and I think it can help others. So look it up. Look up my other free pamphlets and stuff on the website. You can get there at rvmpath.com. Amazon, um, uh, Alexa on Amazon, there is Astrology Bear and Affirmation Bear, which is free. Uh, you can just say, hey, Alexa, you know, what's Astrology Bear for today? And then it'll, for, um, you know, the sign of Aries. And then it'll tell you uh, an important aspect that's happening and in what house it falls in for you. So it's a little more specific for the sun sign, rising sign, um, Venus sign, should you know it. If you don't know it, look into it. It's interesting stuff, peeps. All right. Final card for today. So, oh, by the way, I don't know if I finished. Yeah, I wanted to reference the, um, the cards that I pulled out before. So we're dealing, remember, we're dealing with healing our, our devil stuff, which is like addictions, codependency, uh, ways in which we self-sabotage. It's like hard stuff. And cleaning and clearing out our minds, too. I just wanted to, f to emphasize that again. Because um, that's definitely going on. So it's best to meet it and greet it and say, how can I help? <laughs> how can I help this? <laughs> how can I help this along so that we get through it? <laughs> you can wrap this up, move on to better days. Okay. <laughs> or better ways. Better ways of being leads to better days. All right. I think that's it. I'm just shuffling and shuffling and shuffling. Um, all right, let's see what the bottom of the deck is. Ooh, the lovers. Yay. Um, and underneath that is two of swords. Underneath that is four of cups. Underneath that is the death card. Underneath that is temperance. So, yeah, underneath that is seven of cups. Underneath that is eight of wands. Underneath that, four of swords and... King of Cups healing. Okay, I'm going to stop with this King of, of Cups healing. So remember to focus on our healing and get the rest and rejuvenation that we need and meditation with the Four of Swords as we prepare to move. Um, I mean, Eight of Wands is movement, whether it's inner or outer. It's new information. It's fast sort of developments happening. 
So be aware of that. And we're all having to make choices. Seven of Cups is choices. This also is titled Projections in the Osho Zen Tarot. And this card speaks to what I was talking about. Projections. That whole beginning little speech that I did about how people think. Largely that has to do with projecting stuff onto, you know, situations, people, etc. From it, it all has to do with a person's like insides, uh, largely, by and large. It has a lot to do with it. Let's just say that. So um, then there's temperance, balance, harmony, integration. Okay. As we integrate what is ending and beginning in our lives, what new cycles are starting and old cycles are closing out. Four of Cups, focus on what we're focusing on. And this card is a very meditative card. So again, it's saying to meditate as we make choices. Two of Swords is needing to make a choice. It's sitting in that limbo space and not allowing ourselves to make a choice. So that can be hurtful to us. So it's important to connect with God, universal energy, connect with mentors, whatever. But get yourself, develop your intuition what have you get to a place where you can make a choice okay and for that that's an individual thing but know that there's help you can ask for help that helps too okay and then there's the lovers which i also think is a choice that that can happen um i tend to see the lovers as us connecting uh to uh ourselves in a new way and um, connecting with the most uh, powerful energy in the universe, which is love. So with that, peeps, I'm going to wrap up for today. Thank you so much for all that you are and do. These, <laughs> these podcasts have been getting a little longer. I'm going to try to nip them in the bud again, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Anyway, thanks so much for staying tuned. More later, as always. I send you love and peace and wish you to be safe and well. Mwah.